this is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the, the street, street end. end. Hello, Blues. Long time no speak. Uh, Mr. Johnny Seven here. I can't say as always anymore because we really haven't been, have we? Uh, anyway, back with the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Uh, thanks for your messages. Uh, the situation at the moment, me and Mark, we just uh, our work patterns are just clashing so much. We just can't get in the room together to record anything, and we can't even get a phone call together to record anything. So it's kind of been on a little bit of a forced hiatus. Uh, I'm hoping. Again, like I said last time, I'm hoping that I can just do just a uh, short podcast each week. Uh, that I put that out on our Facebook this week, and you know, a few, few people would wouldn't mind that. Uh, just until we can sort something out where we can get uh, time to just get our regular slot back, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, but you know, it just so happens to be uh, I, I just happen to have a little bit of time off uh, off work. Well, say. A little bit of time, as in one day <laughs> off work. So I've got a chance to record this on the Friday morning, and it's a happier Friday than it is usually uh, to be an Ever- Evertonian at the moment, uh, following last night's uh, Europa game. So uh, I'm quite glad, really, that I've got this opportunity because if I'd ever had it any other week, then it would have been all doom and gloom. Uh, but it's only about 50% doom and gloom. So, <laughs> so thankful for that as I say doing away with the uh, episode blah 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 whatever number because let's face it if I record this once a month or whatever which is the way it's looking at the moment then it's not going to make any episodic sense anyway so um, just going to do a little bit of a a recap on last night's game a little bit of talk about the situation regarding a few players at the moment uh, and a, a little look at uh, the Leicester game coming up the weekend. So, starting off last night, uh, Everton away to Young Boys in Switzerland. And, again, one of those, I mean, great credit to all the Blues who made it over there. I just, I, I, I just can't do it, Joran. I just need, I need another job. I need another job where I can willy-nilly just take time off work to go and watch the Blues. Maybe even get paid to watch the Blues, so any, uh, any anyone drops out of uh, any Everton press or anything like that, not that I'm saying press, wear press or whatever, but, you know, I've got a little tiny bit of experience of talking on on, uh, on, on radio and st- stuff, so give us a shout there, Blues, eh? I'm not holding my breath. Uh, but Everton away, and great following, and... We went into the into the game with quite a quite a strong side put out. I, I think a lot of the uh, conversation early on was uh, the fact that Mo Besic, probably our star player so far, uh, one of the few bright positives uh, of this season, uh, made way once again for Gareth Barry. And you know, I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, you, you had Gareth Barry who had that great season last season with James McCarthy, and he's really suffered without McCarthy because I think they complement each other so well. So, just due to Gareth Barry not being 
as good this season and quite poor in patches. You know, I think that is down to McCarthy. So I think it's fair, really. Well, to to an extent. The other talk uh, was uh, Naismith and Barkley both being in the side again and Morales and Lukaku. So they're both kind of vying for that number 10 slot. Uh, finally, uh, the other real bit of team news was Oviedo got the nod again uh, f- for ahead of uh, Luke Garber to replace Leighton Baines, who didn't travel. Uh, also, McGeady didn't travel. Um, so, uh, I, you know, a decent lineup, and we we started off pretty well for the first well nine minutes or so, uh, but shortly thereafter. Uh, young boys took a took a lead with. I'd like to say it was a great finish from range. Uh, there's been a bit, little bit of criticism over uh, Tim Howard and Phil Jagielka for not closing down, but I mean he, he's picked a picked a spot perfectly. You know, put it just out of the reaches of Tim Howard. Uh, I'll just say the fellow's name, Hawaru. Uh yeah, in in the tenth minute, puts young boys ahead. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether it was against the run of play because it was quite end to end, but we did start pretty well. Um, so you know, it, they they take a a one nil lead, and if we're, we're going to get anything out of the game, we need to get that away goal. Uh, which you know, credit to us, we started chasing for straight after. Um, the away goal. I mean, it's it's so important to get one because you know when when they come over next Thursday night, we really want we really want to be able to have some kind of advantage on them. Uh, you know, it's not been very uh, it's not been plain sailing for the Blues at home. So if it kind of goes the wrong way and they snatch a goal at Goodison, then the crowds could really start to you know, get a little bit tense and it's not the best place to be at the moment in that tense environment. So uh, forcing us to come out, maybe that, that early goal from young boys really kind of spared us on to, to the level of performance that we that we were about to put in. Um, so we were chasing after it. Uh, we got the equaliser in the 24th minute through Romelu Lukaku and it was a, a lovely cross I think it was Gareth Barry who put the cross in uh, and just a, a lovely header from Lukaku something that he's we know he can do but he doesn't do often enough uh, get to the ball first get to the be, be defended to the ball with his head and you know he, when he kind of announced himself at Everton last season with the header against West Ham where he was knocked out um, he scored one in the uh, in the derby at Goodison as well. And, you know, this one, he kind of killed the ball inside the post with his head. So, you know, it was, it was a lovely finish. And uh, he starts to kind of get Ever- Evertonians back on board a little bit after, uh, you know, some dodgy st- uh, statements he made last week, which we'll I'll co- cover a little bit later. Um, so shortly after that... Uh, we really started to get a grip of the game and there was some lovely build-up, uh, great interplay. There was there was talk uh, of Naismith being offside in this build-up and he was offside. 
I, I, I've got to admit, I'm I'm unsure about the whole offside rule. I know I know the you know the, the, the basis of the off, offside rule. I know quite a bit about the offside rule, but I, I'm not. I thought it was, uh, it had to be played forward for the player to be offside. Uh, and I I think this ball was played like level. You know, if you, if if you you can't play a ball back to somebody who's in an offside position because yeah I, I don't know I'm not I'm not too maybe I've just made myself look completely stupid there but I don't know nobody's picked up on this so maybe that's why maybe there's no such rule existing but uh, great slice of luck slice of fortune which we haven't really got uh, over the last few weeks months even uh, and the ball goes across right away across the goal and gets to uh, eventually goes to Seamus Coleman who ghosts in sliding in uh, on the back post and slides into the post for his for his efforts but puts the the blues 2-1 up so not just one away goal two away goals so that would mean uh you know they've got a if the if if the scores are level they've got to score uh, three next week so, um, but you know, great to go there. Great, to, great battle and to to get back, get back in the game so quick. Uh, and you know, we we really, really, really pushed on from there. Little over ten minutes later, and the Blues are three one up, and it's that man again, Lukaku. Again, there was some lovely build up for this goal. Uh, nice little back heel by uh, Brian Oviedo into the path of Gareth Barry who had made a, a little bit of an overlapping run. His cross, again, there was a hint of suspicion. It was deflected into the path of Lukaku who uh, finished finished it off to put us 3-1 up. Uh, he showed this last night and you know he was leaning forward. So I, I think his feet were level. I, again, not 100% sure of this offside rule, whether your feet have to be level or your body has to be level. What is it these days? No idea. But Lukaku wasn't complaining. So he's got one with his head and now he's got one with his right foot. So the Blues, 3-1 up. And uh, it stays that way up until the break uh, due to mainly, uh, well... Ultimately, a, a, a miraculous block on the line from uh, from a corner. Uh, the ball drops to one of the young boys' lads, and uh, he, he fires a shot in. Great hit, but I don't know how. But McCarthy manages to get himself in front of it, skims off his knee, and then deflects onto onto the post. And we, we see it through to half time, three one. How different could the game have been if that had gone in? You know, it doesn't bear thinking about really, or would we have just turned uh, turned the screw a little bit more and gone on and whooped them even more? We never know, but you know, we're, we're pretty thankful for Jimmy Mack for being there, the right place at the right time, as he often is. So three one up, uh, and you know, it looks pretty much plain, plain sailing for us. And where, where's the Everton of the last uh, three months? 
it's just unbelievable seeing this and it's so frustrating it makes the other games even more frustrating because this is how we can play is it because young boys are respecting us too much uh, I don't know but you know it's great to see us uh, put some of these moves together as well and um, yeah so going into the second half uh, just just a note on the, a note on the first half actually before I go on and I put this on our Facebook Naismith running around everywhere as usual but he's getting kicked all over the show and his first challenge and it wasn't even a foul and he gets booked it's same old, same old, but we can't really complain about the referee and can we? Because we got two dubious uh, offside awards, so uh, yeah, we'll let let them off with that one. Let them off with the booking. Uh, so shortly after the break, twelve minutes, and the Blues go four-one up. There's a lot of confusion over this goal. Um, Brian Oviedo had just gone off injured. So Garbutt comes on, and then uh, Mac- McCarthy goes down in the middle under the challenge, and young boys carry on. They, uh, they, they go to whip a ball into the box. Naismith clears, uh, well half clears, and then it drops to I think it was John Stones who uh, volleys the ball forward, comes back again, drops to the feet of Ross Barkley. All this, all this time, McCarthy's still on the deck. So the talk was: should young boys have put it out? And then once it landed back to Everton, should we put it out? Well, we didn't. McCarthy's still on the deck. I think the ball comes through from Ross Barkley, sets Lukaku away. He's uh, bearing down on the keeper. Keeper slides out. Uh, little dink, lovely finish. Left foot from Lukaku. And it, uh, it fattens its way across the line. Perfect hat-trick from Rom. Left foot, right foot, header. And, you know... Again, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but uh, what a, what a perfect response from Lukaku, showing, you know, not just in the three goals that he got, he was also very good in a link up as well. It looked like he fancied it last night, and and it was great to see. He could have had six, you know, um, so maybe that is that a criticism, or but he was he, he was there and he wanted it, so. Good to see. Uh, so that's 58 minutes gone. And then young boys have a route back into the game. Somehow, John Stones finds himself, actually not for the first time in this game, finds himself the wrong side of the defender who's bearing in. I say bearing in on goal, but he's, he's well, he's kind of wide and he's, you know, Tim Howard's coming in to close down. Uh, but, Rather unsubtly, uh, Stones grabs him round the shoulders and um, the referee sees that he has no other choice inside the box to give a young boy's penalty and also give Stones the red card. Uh, very, I don't know, it showed a lot of inexperience there because we were 4-1 up, you know, there was a chance really that young boys really could have got into this, into this game and with us down to 10 men, they could have like pressed the one-man advantage and they could have you know, got, got back into it properly you know, and started hammering us. But it wasn't to be. Uh, Hoado, who finished so well with the first goal, 
bit of a delay, but he he, just, he steps up to take the penalty, and what an absolutely awful penalty! Very nonchalantly, uh, you know, he, he he aims for the top corner, and it ends up in the top corner of the stand. So, <laughs> luckily for the Blues, we we get out of jail there. It stays at four one. Uh, some other points in the game. Uh, Lukaku goes off eventually for uh, Atsu, who comes on and, you know, in, in a couple of minutes, really shows why Everton wanted him, I think. He, he, want, he wanted to get hold of the ball, tried, he was quite quite direct. I mean, very, very short cameo, but more than he's done for us in a few months. And arguably, you know, the, the, the most time he's had in a good few months. So uh, maybe this African nation's... Uh, success that he's had uh, has done him good. Uh, so, four-one. Garbert gets half an hour, as I said before, for Oviedo, uh, and you know positives. You know there were so many positives to take out of the game. Uh, I'll talk about player by player in a minute. But man of the match. Uh, put I put this out on the Facebook. It's got to go to Rom, really. I mean, he, as well as the three goals, it, it was a good performance from him. Good link up throughout. Uh, a few few other people suggested that Naismith and Barkley uh, and Barry, sorry, uh, deserved it as well. But you know, uh, match win match winning performance from Lukaku. So it's got to go to him. And I'm just gonna have a break. And I shall be back in a sec with a player-by-player breakdown. And I'm going to play the news jingle just because I know you've all missed it. News! Okay, so some reflection on last night's game. Uh, first, First of all, Roberto has come out and said about Lukaku that the hat-trick last night proves that he loves Everton. And this is, of course, with regards to the statements he made last week, or sorry, the interview he gave last week with the Belgian uh, newspaper, which got picked up by the son of all, of all, uh, of all things, where he said he, he just wants to improve his game and eventually end up back at a top club. Uh, so this has rubbed a lot of Evertonians up the wrong way, you know, how disrespectful can you be, you know, you've not had the best of, uh, best of seasons, don't look that interested at times, uh, you know, 28 million, we expected a, a, a better return and at least, uh, you know, better effort from from Lukaku than we've had, had so far, you know, whilst I'm not on board with a lot of like saying you know he's the worst signing we've ever made like a few people seem to think like over the top kind of you know flippant statements like that that he may I do feel like he could offer a little bit more I think his form's got a little bit better over the past few few weeks Um, but we still want more we want more for the whole season really and 28 million is more of an investment we want you know for five year contract I think the thought was that in five years time he could be worth 50 million could be, you know, if he improves the way his game was improving, and he's had to adapt to a, a, a lot of different ways of playing. Uh, the the whole thing about him being played on the wing and all that kind of stuff, 
say this about Barkley, you know, at that age, you should be able to adapt a little bit and play in that position better than you are playing, you know. Uh, so you shouldn't be poor, is what I mean. You know, you still should be able to go, go out there and put a shift in. Um, so uh, Roberto also said that maybe he's uh, it was just naive, you know, people stick a microphone in front of your face and start talking to you and asking you questions and stuff. Is uh, naive in some of the things that he said. But I still think it's disrespectful. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think the interview was with the Sun. I think it was a Belgian newspaper. But the fact that the Sun picked it up didn't help things. Uh, so there's a, there's a few things I want to say about uh, this Lukaku thing, and a lot of talk is uh, about the Morales influence. Obviously, you know, we all praise Morales for his influence on Lukaku. Uh, in getting him to join the club, but, but what about um, his influence now? Uh, Morales hasn't exactly impressed everybody with his commitment. You know, saying that he wants to uh, play in the Champions League, and you know he's going to assess his options at the end of the season. Uh, you know, these kind of statements are all well and good from footballers, but if they did their job and they put the effort in then there's a good chance that Everton could be up there challenging for Champions League. Sometimes when Morales goes missing or Lukaku is not you know, firing on all cylinders or can't be bothered or can't be bothered getting on sides, you know, that really hinders our game. Uh, so if they put the effort in, we could well be turning a lot of these frustrating draws and um, losses into like, victories and draws, you know one bit of magic from these players can grab us a goal out of nothing then you know how, how many more points could we have this season if those two were, were on song so it's frustrating disrespectful and uh, I just it's, it's a mentality of modern footballers unfortunately and uh, they believe their own hype I don't think currently that they are anywhere near as good as they think they are. I think, you know, the, the the same with Barkley, I think, in a sense. I think he's believed a lot of of um a lot of what's been written about him. And I'll talk about him a little bit more in a bit. Uh, some of the clubs that Rom has been linked with after the, this this re- revelation last week that he wants to sign for a top club. Uh, he wants to be back at a top club, sorry. Uh, West Ham United Tottenham, Wolfsburg. Okay, so <laughs> if these are the type of players, uh, clubs that you're being linked with, where would you rather be at? You know, if if Real Madrid came knocking for Lukaku, you wouldn't begrudge him. You know, let's face it. But Real Madrid aren't going to come knocking for Lukaku unless you know we fire unless he fires us to. Uh, to to the verge of Champions League, or you know, if he, he we managed to win the Europa this season, and he and he he's, you know keeps banging in goals like he did last night, then that's the only way. And then if he does that, you know, if we end up winning Europa through Lukaku having a storm and run, and we're in the Champions League, so you know, then make a decision, but don't start spouting off after being after we're, we're like you know lower than low. 
you know, five points off relegation and having a disappointing season. Don't start talking to newspapers with that that kind of crap. Um, so the exact opposite of uh, Lukaku's behaviour last week uh, and, you know, that type of mentality, Stephen Naismith. Uh, Naismith, I don't think he's had the the, the best uh, couple of weeks, really. His, his, his touch hasn't been that great, but one thing you can't deny is effort is always there. And I think, you know, when when he was having... Uh, when he was having to win people over and he wasn't in the best run of form before, you know, before he kind of turned it around a little bit for Evertonians, I think the effort was there, but, he, he, you know, he'd still go in and make the tackle, but I don't think he always wanted the ball. What you can say about him now, no matter what, if you lose the ball, whatever, he is always showing. He's always closing people down. And, you know, whether he loses control or whatever, he's still there. And he's not at the best couple of, uh, couple of months. But uh, I think he's still he's still a, a, such, a, such a positive for this season. And um, he's an example to the likes of Lukaku and Morales. Just get your head down, do your job. And, uh, you know, things will come. Uh, last night, while he, he didn't have, he had, he had a little bit of it. You know, he, he set up the Lukaku second. Oh, sorry, the the Coleman goal. Uh, his touch uh, was on and off. You know, some some nice little touches to link up play. Uh, so maybe you know the, the the Chelsea game and a couple of the other games where we didn't necessarily see the best out of him. Hopefully they were the blips and his good form wasn't the blip. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm still thinking he's got a big part to play this season anyway. McCarthy, what can you say? I mean, we just look so much better with him in the side. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd say go so far as saying he just makes Barry more of a complete player as well. They just complement each other so well. I can understand when you see those two together that, you know... I, don't, I can't think of a better partnership. Everyone, you know, wants to see this Besic and McCarthy partnership, and I think that's the future. Uh, but the natural balance between Gareth Barry, left centre, and James McCarthy, right centre, I think it just fits so well. I think with Besic and McCarthy, they're both righties, aren't they? As far as I can remember. So the balance might not be as good. You might get a lot more energy, but... At the moment, you know that's the future. At, at the present, think still think Besic, he's going to come in. You know Barry's suspended weekend, so uh, Besic is going to come in. Um, there's going to be some more injuries, so I think he'll still get a, a, a good run of games before the end of the season. And as I say, he's probably probably at least my young player of the season so far, if not player of the season. Just because you know, let's face it, things haven't been great, so we've got to take some kind of positive. Uh, and you know McCarthy last night, he 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 kept us with that good cushion, uh, being in the right place at the right time, making that uh, save off the line. So, uh, Barry, what, what else do we need to say? You know, a couple of good assists last night. Uh, it was his best game for a while. He, he didn't give the ball away needlessly, 
Uh, he did his defensive duties, you know, dropped in once Stones got sent off. So great from him, and hopefully we will see the back of all the uh, all this talk about. I hate seeing a negative talk about Barry because you know he's 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 really had to struggle to adapt. I know he's no he's experienced, you know, and he should be able to adapt a little bit. But you know, McCarthy, we're talking about his partner, the quality of James McCarthy being missing. So uh, let's hope that talk is behind us now. Ross Barkley last night had his best game uh, in a long time for Everton. And more so than anything else, it's that he kind of looked like he wanted influence on the game. Usually, in the past couple of months, he's got the ball and he he either can't wait to get rid of it with just a a needless five-yard pass backwards, like kind of like shaking responsibility a little bit. Or he'll do his little catalogue pose where he'll stand on the ball, look up and then lay it off. Or he'll try and take 10 men on. Last night was somewhere, I wouldn't say it was in between, I'd say we saw the good good side of Ross Barkley where he wants to get involved and he wants to set uh, players free. Um, you know, he wants to get it out wide. He wants to have a go. So, still a lot more to come from him, but it, it, it made me... Uh, it, it made me breathe a huge sigh of relief that he's not finished before he's even started at Everton. So, that's good. Tim Howard kept his place again. Uh, obviously, come back in when he was fully fit last week against Chelsea, which uh, raised a few eyebrows from a few people. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I put this again on our Facebook. Uh, he's our first choice goalkeeper. You know, Joel hasn't come in and been world class. He's been getting gradually better. But Tim Howard's first choice, whether he's had the best season or not, you know, it's like uh, Seamus Coleman. Once Seamus Coleman was fully fit, you know, he came back in for Hibbert or whoever, whoever was covering it right back because he's first choice. Whilst Howard may have been responsible for or may have had, had a hand in a few uh, a few goals, I, I, you know, I don't think he's been in woeful form. He just hasn't been in as good form as he usually is so I think it's you know I I, I I haven't seen Joel completely fully tested whilst he's made a few great stops I don't think he warrants being first choice goalkeeper at the moment uh, so I think Howard's still got another good season or two in him so I think that's completely fair enough some uh, players who are coming back into the fold Leon Osman he had this uh, this strange injury where one of the tendons split in his foot, which sounds absolutely disgusting. But uh, Mark, in one of his, uh, he gets some some kind some kind sometimes gets some information from uh, Finch Farm. Uh, you know, somebody knows somebody, but it's normally quite reliable. But he told me that he thought Osman was finished. He'd heard that this thing, he'd have to have an operation and the operation would see him out for a year. And, you know, if he had to sit out at, at, at that age and there was no guarantee that this operation would work, uh, that 
you know, that would basically signal uh, the, the end of his Everton career. Uh, so it's not the case. Osman uh, made his comeback in the under-21s game uh, on Tuesday night against Man U. And, you know, he looks like he's going to have some part to play this season. So that'll give uh, Gareth Barry a break from the Boo Boys anyway, won't it? Uh, also on his way back, Stephen Pienaar. And Stephen Pienaar, oh, I don't know. I mean, does he have a future at Everton? I'm hoping if he can refine his fitness, because that's not something he hasn't had all season, that he still has some part to play as well. Um, definitely, I think it's definitely a better option than McGeady. Uh, definitely something different in there if we want to, you know, not play uh, Naismith, Morales and Barkley all in the same side. He offers a little bit of like a wider option, uh, a little bit more disciplined than Morales. So definitely something uh, something he can add to the squad coming into the, to the, the running games that we've got coming up. Uh, Aruna Kone as well. Uh, making steps towards fitness. The only reason he didn't travel last night was because of the the artificial turf at Young Boys. Uh, I f- forgot to mention, uh, just for a completely immature humour, uh, the name of the stadium, the Wankdorf Stadium in Bern, uh, Switzerland. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, so, you know, a couple of players coming back couple of players may be coming into form or returning to form and it's very timely because we've got uh, a good run of games uh, coming thick and fast coming up uh, the weekends we've got Leicester which I'll talk about a little bit more in a minute um, Young Boys next Thursday at Goodison uh, just to mention uh, Young Boys as well you know that was their fa- uh, their first European defeat in three years since the, the shite uh, defeated them, uh, you know, three years ago. So you know they, they beat Napoli, they beat some other good sides. So good result that was last night, a comprehensive victory, really four-one. Uh, and ourselves, we, you know, we've got one defeat in eight. So whilst they haven't all been barnstorm with victories, we're starting to put them together. That defeat was pretty much a last minute. Uh, goal down at, at Chelsea so it's not all doom and gloom it looks like we are turning the corner a little bit and I hope I haven't jinxed us in saying that some of the, the other games coming up after Young Boys we've got uh, Arsenal so that'll obviously be tough uh, but then, then Stoke, Newcastle at home, QPR away uh, Southampton, Swansea Burnley uh, and then Man U so a good run of games there where we should be able to be looking at, you know, maybe maybe not get anything from the Arsenal game or what we might do, you know. Uh, if we, but if we can look at it, at least a draw there, then we owe Stoke one. Uh, we owe Newcastle one. QPR, meh. Southampton, we owe one. Whether we, 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 we can put together a good, a good string of wins, uh, get all our attackers firing on all cylinders... Um, and looking like they want to be here rather than dreaming of the summer and picking out a move elsewhere, uh, then that's another matter. The Leicester game. Uh, so, the start of the season, 
Uh, two old draw, uh, Leicester's first game back in the Prem. Uh, that great goal from McGeady f- uh, fired in the top corner. Uh, good finish from Naismith, of course, as well. So this should be a different game, really. They haven't won in a long time. I think that was in the Cup as well, when they, they, they knocked Tottenham out the Cup. So, you, you know, it's one of those games where... where uh, it's Everton, isn't it? You know, a team hasn't won in ages. They come to Goodison and they grind out a result. Do they? Hopefully, you know, we've got enough about us now to put those kind of anomalies to bed and uh, be able to push on and, uh, as I say, get get some good uh, good form together. Uh, Barry will sit out the game, so I imagine Bessic will come back in. McCarthy was uh, take. Was he taken off last night? Rested? No, I can't even remember where he was. It wasn't. But anyway, we, we he, he looks like he's getting back to full fitness. So hopefully he'll be able to play on Sunday. Uh, the the dilemma between Naismith and Barkley in a number ten role, or one of them playing out wide. You know that I think that will probably go on to the end of the season. Really. I think Oviedo will probably keep his place at left back, and Stones he'll miss the the next European game, but he'll keep his place at centre back against uh, alongside Jags. Uh, I'm not going to do a prediction as always, and there's no mark, but I uh, maybe a man to watch. I don't, can't even think of a man to watch from them. Um, they, they haven't. They just haven't been in the best in the best form, so. Let's hope their goalie's the man to watch, uh, but we still managed to get a couple of uh, a couple of goals at least, and we can get a get, get our season back on track again. Um, anyway, I'll leave it there for today, Blues. I'd like to say thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for your messages, uh, asking where the podcast is. You know, it, it's easy to just kind of forget about it and you know unsubscribe on iTunes and all that kind of stuff. But for those people who have and, and have been getting in touch, uh, thanks for being patient. I do want to try and do at least a short podcast every week, even if it's just a recap of a game, if it's 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever. Uh, if I can record whatever night I can do, I'll try and do it and still get it up on a Friday morning. Uh, so you blues all over the world can uh, can still be involved a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, thanks if you listen on SoundCloud, go and check us out on iTunes. If you've got an Apple device, search Not Bitter, Just Better and subscribe to get this to your phone every week on a Friday morning or thereabouts. <laughs> anyway, come on you blues, let's go and do uh, Leicester and get climbing back up that table. Catch you soon. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, not bitter, just better. Or you can find us on Twitter at just better EFC.